DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo. Tom, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are you doing? Well, we're good, but we're not as good as you. Zach Wilson gets his first win. The football team cracks the top ten. You're 5-0 and with two in-state wins and three wins over the Pac-12 South. 16-1 in the last 17. Tom, you got the world at your feet right now. <laughs> the question there. <laughs> Do you feel good? Do you enjoy it? Because I know you stress in the bad times. And anyone who knows you, when you're sitting there filming, asking fans for $20 million, there is stress. When you're scheduling games on the fly, there is stress. I wonder if you're enjoying the good times, because these well, are I, very good times. I mean, I know I've known you two for 20 years, and uh, I think that the way we feel about it, I mean, everybody has their relative stress in their career, and I love what I do. Um, there are days that are stressful, but like right now, I think um, I, I think it was a great celebration. A lot of people had worked super hard over decades to make a lot of this stuff come true, and uh, we celebrated. Uh, and then we had to turn the page because we see what's facing us right now. So we have. Uh, uh, we're right in the midst of a very strong and difficult schedule and <clears throat> situations that are presenting themselves with our football team. And uh, then the, the Big 12, there's a possibility <clears throat> two years from now, came to true, came to light. And so we've, I mean, I really have tried to turn the page and get back to the day-to-day um, enjoyment that I feel. This is my bliss. I love I love college athletics. I love the day-to-day. I love working with the individual athletes, the teams, and the coaches. We have a coaches meeting in about uh, half an hour, and I'm fired up for it. It's going to be great. So I I think we got to turn the page and move on to the next thing, and we'll celebrate Big 12. uh, Well, we won't celebrate it again, but we'll be in the thick of things real quick. I know you know Chris Hill very well. I can remember talking to Chris. I can also remember you and I joking when you'd schedule these games that would be in the 2030s, and we'd laugh how the two of us would be wiping drool off our faces at that point. Uh, so we'll see what happens when we get there. But Chris Hill, I remember talking to him, and he was saying that when they went in the Pac-12, it felt like it was a revitalization for him personally on the job because he'd been in the Whack Mountain West for so long. And obviously you've been in the Mountain West independent so long, and now now, going forward, everything is going to be new, and you're probably already doing to some of it degree right now. Do you feel, in a sense, a revitalization as far as you personally in your job with all the excitement that's going that's happening now and is going to happen in the next couple of years? I, you know, I really don't know if I would call it revitalization, PK, because I, I feel that um, between the transfer portal and NIL and the, the the constitutional convention in the NCAA right now, you better be on your feet every day. So I think I just wake up every morning and there's a new challenge there. Um, literally, things that have are way more intense than they've ever been. Those are things that threaten the way that NCAA, call, I shouldn't say NCAA, college athletics has played. Those are factors that are super, super important right now. So we've marshaled all our forces here at BYU. Um, the, the Big 12 uh, joining that conference was part of the plan. 
and it's part of this uh, equation right now. So I, I don't really think I feel revitalized. I just feel like there's a lot going on, and it's all, all pretty good. Some of it's pretty bad. <laughs> Some of it's pretty good. So this is going to be really different when you get into the Big 12 for uh, just the amount of travel going to West Virginia and, and, and UCF. Uh, the financial level you'll have to compete at will be different. How do you prepare everyone for this? I mean, some things about BYU will always be the same, but some things are about to be very different. How do you, how do you prep the whole staff for that? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Chris Hill and I had a conversation over the weekend and uh, it just was by chance, and it was a really great conversation. But we need to continue. I think I could learn a few things from how that transition came and how they did that. Because, quite frankly, we haven't done that um, in a situation where we went. Well, we did it with the, the WCC, but it, it, well, it didn't involve football. We had independence and then the conf, our teams going into the WCC. So... I think that it'll be something that we'll all have to learn how to do it. We'll have to figure out what's right. I've been talking with the athletic directors from the Big 12 kind of casually and informally, not nothing formally yet. But those are things that will come up soon. And I, I think that Chris Hill, who's, uh, you know, I've, I've known for many, many years, he'll be able to help me on that. I don't know if safeguarding is the right phrase to use, Tom, but what are you doing now to make sure when that time comes that you hit the ground running? Because we know Utah had a couple losing seasons in football, and basketball really hasn't taken off. They took off a little bit, uh, but then they've they've slumped. To make sure that you're in the position that the athletic uh, department is basically humming along at the pace it needs to be because where much is given, much is going to be expected going forward. I think there's a couple ideas that are we're working on right now. I think the first and most important is personnel. We have to have the right people in the right places, whether it's in the athletic department or in the coaching staffs or in the you know, player personnel with all of our different teams. And we have two years of competition to be able to work through those issues with an eye on that. It reminds me, when I, when I went to the 49ers as a coach, in 1994, they had lost to the Dallas Cowboys for two consecutive years in the NFC Championships game. They were a really good team, but they could not get past that. And they brought in um, back Ray Rhodes as defensive coordinator. And we looked at personnel in the coaching staff in all of our individual players. And the focus of attention is how in the world are we going to beat Dallas? So if your left tackle can't beat, uh, offensive tackle cannot keep the defensive end from Dallas out of the backfield, we can't beat them. It was micro strategy. And, and that's all we did. Everything, every single thing we did all day was not about the NFC West. It was about beating Dallas. And I, I love the focus. I was able to experience that. And we've done that on a few occasions here where we have certain things that we have to overcome. Goliaths we got to beat. And it's hard. You have to focus all your attention on it. There are some things that we're looking at, right? The second would be strategy. Once you get the right personnel, then there is there are some strategic things that we're going to do a little bit different. They're, they're just different. It's because of the scope and scale 
of how things are. And we have to learn those because they're not like in a book somewhere where you can just go to a checklist of things to do. And then resources is the third. That's something where we have to really pay attention and be, uh, you know, reallocate our resources and be able to make sure that we do the right thing when we use this, these valuable um, funds that the donors and season ticket holders and corporate sponsors uh, entrust to us. That was a thorough and detailed answer, but in my scrambled brain, Tom, all I heard was Ray Rhodes brought in Deion Sanders. I can't wait to see how Deion's going to be used when he comes to Provo. Well, you, you, that's a very good point that you made. That was one of the things that made a difference. And, you know, we, it's, we've got here playing with certain personnel. And the question is, and the, the point that we, we've already started talking about is to focus your attention. The, the kids, we, I always believe that uh, BYU's core personnel are the student-athletes, high school kids from the state of Utah that are just true blue Cougar fans that from the time they grow up, maybe they're legacy kids from uh, their moms and dads being at the B- at BYU. And you have to have that core. We believe in that core. We've won with that core. But you have to complement it with uh, stronger and better players. So we're going to we, – we've always had complementary players that aren't from the state that have helped us in immense ways. And so we're going to have to do a better, a, a better job. We've done a really good job, a good, better, best. We got to really pick up our um, focus and uh, evaluation and the ability to recruit kids to come in here and compete at the highest level. Football scheduling obviously has been so paramount for you this last decade, and now uh, it, it's going to be in a different manner in terms of how you're going to figure out which games you're going to keep with the non-conference and whether they go nine or, or eight or nine or whatever it might be, conference games. I don't know that you know the answer to that. But what's going to be the criteria? You already announced the Notre Dame game, which obviously is a no-brainer as far as what you do to decide which teams you're still going to be able to schedule in the non-conference. Well, the first thing we do is we look at our contracts, and, and we have some many varying and widely different contracts with different teams. Those were contracts that took a long time to put together and schedules that took a long time to get together, and now some of those will have to unwind. So we're in the process of that right now, looking at each individual year and the games that will fit into the schedule of a Big 12, which we don't know yet. You asked that question, and it's not known yet. Nobody, right. they, they haven't determined that. But we'll, we're in that process right now. So you you look out and pick a year, and you see that, obviously, in the past, we had to find games in September, October, and November. Now you're probably going to have to find most of your games in September, and maybe we'll find out there may be availability for games later in the uh, schedule, later in the year in football fall. So those are things that we're working through at this point in time. The answers are coming. They're not all there yet, but we're at it every day. You probably get asked all the time about how you're going to prioritize in-state games with Utah and Utah State. I can save you some time at golf courses and grocery stores. If, if you have an answer now, you could get it out there and get people off your back. Yeah, I don't think the answer is there right now, but I think everybody has figured it out that there are possibly three or four games in given years 
and you look at the contract years and where they're at and where they where you can be can they move i mean that's one of the things that is a a difficulty is right now would those schools be able to move and if you were to look at our schedule as an independent we had a lot of flexibility because we were independent and we could move around we didn't have conference rules about that so you would see BYU moving games around like maybe a six months in pre in, in advance of a season which is unheard of we just had flexibility to do that and we figured it out working with ESPN and Dave Brown but now um, you won't have as much flexibility playing within a conference. So all of those things will work themselves out in the very near future. What is your bowl situation for this season, and how could it change if the team continues as it is? We are um, contracted to play in the Independence Bowl um, unless we were to be invited to a, a New Year's Day, New Year's Six Bowl or or uh, you know, something like that. So okay. that's that's a... That will happen based on how we continue on with this season. Tom, you're taking a little time out to talk with us because you know you got a lot of BYU fans listening and they crave answers on all these questions. But it's also National Football Foundation, the golf tournament here. you got a lot on your plate. Why do you set aside a time for the National Football Foundation? What do you find valuable about your association with these folks? Well, it really starts back in when I was in high school, living in the San Gabriel Valley down in Southern California, and I was selected to that National Football Foundation scholar-athlete team. There's chapters all over the country, and what they do is they, they choose, um, uh, in the state of Utah, we pick about 11 or 12 players every year, and it's based on their, their leadership, their scholarship, and their athletic ability. you gotta, you got to be all state in order to be on that team. And I remember how I felt when I was um, selected to that team, I had put in a ton of work and uh, our team had had success and I was selected to one of those teams. And when I came to Utah and saw that they had that, it was something that I felt was really important. Uh, The state of Utah, the football in the state of Utah right now for high school is very, very good. And I think that the college football teams have benefited from it tremendously. So part of it is just doing service for the high schools and, and for these young men who really deserve a chance at recognition. And then the second part is that I think it builds football in the state of Utah for the colleges. And I think it builds it across the country. The National Football Foundation is an organization that honors the Hall of Fame also for college football. And BYU has um, a number. I think we have eight um, collegiate Hall of Fame uh, coaches and players. And it's a great organization that that really focuses on amateur football, which has blessed the lives of so many of us. And so I'm in. I can do this. It's a little bit of time, but it's worth it. Tom, we appreciate a little bit of your time. We could keep you the rest of the hour, but we know you got stuff to do. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Get out there and have a good game out there today. All right. <laughs> Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director, join us right here on 97.5 and 1280. Uh, I got to go. I just got ordered to go play golf at Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, he's if Tom, the boss. If Tom gives you direction, you need to take if it. If your football program has won 16 out of 17, you're the boss. You're, you're flying high there. So it's an, interesting, it's an interesting time for BYU, and they've really got to make sure that they're prepared as much as possible so they can hit the ground running in all of their sports. We focus so much on, the obviously, the higher-profile ones. But for them, everything matters. 
and you know what what can they learn and it's cool in a sense that uh chad lewis had said kalani spoke to the coaches because he's been through this he made that transition uh he was at utah when they went from mountain west to pac 12 and tom can use chris hill as a resource also because he went through it and it in a sense that they they have what's what am i looking for now more of a head start in a sense than you, the Utes did because there's people that they can draw upon and see how what they did and what they could have done better and so forth and now BYU I don't know that it's going to be smooth sailing either but they, I, I think they have a better opportunity to hit the ground running and, and they've got more time too because that other one was just a year right here it's two years so it's exciting time to make yourself be prepared as, a, as an athletic department to go forward I mean, everybody. I mean, the fire department right now is going over to help. You name it. I assume they can hear those. That They're are... on their way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they can hear that. It'll be interesting because we don't know what the challenges are going to be, what the potholes are going to be. They aren't going to be the same for every sport at BYU. You know, they'll be different. There's some that are competing at such a high level in the NCAA tournament now, and you look at what the Big 12 does, you think, well, they, they might be pretty much ready to go. But even for those teams – Man, travel's about to be way different. You've flown enough. I've flown enough. It is one thing to fly to the West Coast to play a game. It's another thing to go to Texas. There are times they say the pilot tells you to get to Texas, and it's like another hour and a half to Houston. Hey, we're crossing the state line. Only 90 more minutes. And, you know, getting ready to compete and bouncing to Florida and West Virginia and Ohio. It's going to be a different deal. And the money's going to be different. You're going to have to fundraise big time yeah. just to keep pace I, I expect There's football to be of... fine but I, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with men's basketball oh, does anybody because have a higher bar to clear it, than it's, the, the it's going basketball. to be a grind there's going to be no easy games like and then, you know, not everybody's going to be ranked in the top five but it's going to be much harder in conference yeah but how many are going to be in the top 50 probably it's... darn near every one of yeah, them yeah right <laughs> yeah and when you're when you're playing that many quality games in a row and you're traveling that much? Yeah. When you look around the room and you can't figure out who the mark is, that means you're the mark. <laughs> yeah, I think last season Oklahoma was eighth in the conference and got into the uh, tournament. Ooh. I mean, that's just not going to happen in a West Coast conference. <laughs> and that's a rough <laughs> estimate of being top 50 because uh, there are enough smaller leagues that fill out the field of 68 that if you're in the NCAA tournament coming out of a power league, you're, you're probably a top 50 team. I agree. I think Mark Pope is up for the challenge, and I am super excited yeah. to see how that goes. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.